Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we've got your full CES roundup. That's right, all the news from the Consumer Electronics Show, including two thin TVs, talking cars, and all the smart home goodies from shower heads and toothbrushes to fridges and trash cans. It's a full episode of Don't Panic, and it's going to start for you right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 153, recorded January 9th, 2017. Alexa, the ultimate backseat driver. I just realized how many people's echoes we probably just turned on, uh, and we're going to do that a lot this episode. Hi, everybody. Sean Jennings here, joined, as always, uh, by two guys who uh, whose voices you'd like to hear coming out of your car, and you can if you listen to this show. It's uh, Colby Ravindu and Dan Miller. Gentlemen. What's up? What How's is going? going on? It's it's our most festive week of the year here on the program. Uh, it's CES week when when we have so many stories that it's downright irresponsible how much we have to talk about. Oh, yeah. and none of it is stuff that we'll ever buy, will probably ever become popular, or um, is really at minimum necessary. Yeah, whatever happened to that uh, Wi-Fi connected dryer that was, or was it the washing machine? I forget. Both are equally dumb. Those actually, I think you can still buy. I know the one that ha- remember it had the the second drawer where you could do like a second smaller load. That one you can actually buy. I didn't. I don't remember that. I should I've have gone it all out. Too. I should have gone. But let me go back and look at last year's and see if any of that is still like <laughs> a thing. Let's see. Wasn't there also? I don't remember if this was from CES or but or I saw it. On, I think I saw it on a commercial. I, I saw. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> so Rhode Island, jeez. Um, uh, <laughs> still recovering, still recovering. Uh, I saw it on a commercial. It had like a door that, like a door in the door that you could like open while it was going and put stuff in. A door inside the door. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's advanced stuff. A door door, if you will. <laughs> Hold the door door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Exactly. Is that out, Sean? Or are you not actually looking? No, I did look. There wasn't, we didn't, we didn't put a lot of stories in the rundown, so I can't tell for sure. But it's a lot of the same crap really thin TVs, smart stuff, some VR stuff, some car stuff. A lot of stuff. Well, apparently there are even more really thin displays this year. Well, and I, mean, I did not look through the 26 links that we have in the I show know. notes. Well, we're going to talk about specifically the LG one, but um, I, I, I wait till I get to my argument of that there is such a thing as too thin, and this is stupid thin. But before we get to that, <laughs> I do want to thank everybody, remind everybody, if you're watching us live on Facebook, we're live right now at facebook.com slash show. We do it live Monday nights, roughly 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. Um, and we highly recommend you watch us live. And if you do so, comment on Facebook. We'll be watching our show with your thoughts about CES, and we might talk about it on the show. So thank you for doing that. Um, one other thing I wanted to note, guys, before we get into the CES news, did you guys know that tonight, today, is the 10-year anniversary, as of today, of the original iPhone announcement? I did know that, because I couldn't exactly escape it on the internet. I know, everyone was doing oh. their retrospectives. I was so excited to be like back like out of my apartment that I didn't even read the inter- <laughs> internet today, so I had no idea. Wait, you experienced the real world? I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. 
so much stimulation. Did you see anything good out there, or is it as terrible as we all assume? No, it was pretty bad. Oh. Disheartening. Mm-hmm. I'll be less excited tomorrow. That's okay. Were you at least able to navigate the snow effectively? Yes. And I chose the right shoes. That was good. I remembered that it had snowed and wore boots instead of wearing non-boots, which would, would have spelled disaster. I'm always amazed, at, and this is the non-city guy, so you'll have to excuse me. When I go to the city when it snows, how they manage to clear the, the world's most narrow path and then have the giantest piles next to you. And it's like it's like a little maze, and then when you have to like cross a sidewalk, you go to like this little... I'm re- I'm always really impressed that they managed to get them so perfectly sculpted yeah. in these big piles. It's not too bad right now because like this was the first uh, like accumulation of snow we've had. But like if it snows again before this melts, like the more it snows, the higher the higher the banks get. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. I mean, in New York, it's gonna rain on oh. Wednesday or something crazy mm. like that. So, wow. I, even I would prefer that it's snowed, but I also don't have a driveway to shovel or anything, so... Yeah. That's right, you got a made in the shade. That's Dan, right. Dan, you still liking the new place? Yeah, it's great. Uh, it was, I, Walking around in Brooklyn after it snowed was the most fun. Uh, it was quiet, and it was beautiful. Yeah. Oh, the kitchen is massive, and if you've seen my old kitchen, you'll know that that is not uh, that it's not hard to be bigger than the kitchen I was using before. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, once I finally got my gas turned on, here's a funny story: I got my gas turned on right before New Year's, and then in the days between Christmas and New Year's, I bought all this food because I was like, okay, great, now I can cook food on the stove. Forgetting that I didn't own any pots or pans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty important. Pretty important. Right. Which I then remembered I'd specifically put off buying because I didn't have any gas, so it was a useless purchase. Uh, but this weekend I finally did some cooking, and it, it was it was so much nicer than uh, the old place. You you would you would at certain points you'd actually be trapped in like you know one of those Star Wars bar robots that can't actually leave from behind the bar. Just sort of that thing you have to extract yourself it's pi- out you got to pivot so it's all about the pivot oh yeah 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 it is yeah and but then it, when you're pivoting you gotta watch the elbows because you might knock something off from behind you or off the counter in front of you <laughs> so yeah that's good chef dan my wi-fi Sorry. problems nice you've been very productive yeah what else did i do uh i bought a couch but it hasn't arrived yet uh oh here's a really uh i was friday night so i was just telling sean i went to the jazz festival in new york on friday i got back kind of late 4 a.m i'm woken up by the smoke alarm going off because it's out of batteries like every 90 seconds like first of all you couldn't have gone off like once an hour the day before leading up to this second of all it's a wired smoke detector why does it have a battery Okay, fine. If the power goes out, you still want to have the. Uh, but th- that makes it even less urgent. Like, <laughs> yes, that it go off exactly. every thirty seconds. Exactly. And also, it's. I couldn't. I had already tried to get the smoke detector off. Uh, back when I thought that I could use my old Nest smoke detector for it, but it's the ceiling is kind of tall, 
and like it was really difficult to reach. So at four in the morning, I was like, "Fuck it." Pardon the language. I'm I'm not gonna deal with this right now. So I got I got my noise canceling headphones, put them on, and <laughs> went back to sleep. Nice. <laughs> That's very adult of you. Yeah, no. Extremely. I mean, yeah. What was I gonna do though? Like sleep without a smoke detector for the next six hours? That seemed more dangerous in some ways. I didn't have a battery to replace it with, certainly. Yeah, is so, there anything else on the planet other than a smoke detector that uses a 9-volt battery? Like, I feel like they're the only people keeping the 9-volt battery people in business. Yeah, what feel, is up with that? I feel like things used to use 9-volt oh, sure. But it was a lot like, you know, RC cars and flashlights and <laughs> right, things yeah. people don't own anymore. Flashlights? Is that what you said? Yeah, I, there used to be small flashlights that would use a 9-volt. But I, I don't think they make them. I think they all switch to, like, you know, those big CD batteries. But I don't, I don't know if it, it was like stuff you bought at Radio Shack used nine volt batteries. That's, I don't know. Alas, someone's got to use them. Okay, well, on that thrilling note, um, I guess we can uh, jump into the news here. We've got a lot to talk about. Um, our usual week roundup, but there wasn't a lot of news outside of CES. Um, but plenty of announcements there. We can't possibly cover all of them, um, but we can certainly cover some of them. Uh, I posted just a shit ton of links here, but we can talk about any of these or anything you don't see here that you saw elsewhere. I don't know. Where do you guys want to start? Uh, I think there are two big stories we should we should hit. Okay. The display thing and the Alexa thing. Okay. We can do that. Uh, why don't we start with the uh, the display stuff? Okay. Displays big at CES this year. Um, everything from TVs to monitors to um, e-ink to, to you name it, it was there. We got a couple stories here in the rundown. First, LG's new flagship TV. Now, of course, all the big display manufacturers, your Sonys and your, your LG's and your Samsung's, all had their big 4K, Ultra HD, HDR, OLED, QLED, big displays. But Samsung really, uh, LG, uh, LG really stole the show with uh, this, their new flagship 4K OLED TV. What's so special about it? It's as thin as a credit card, and it sticks to your wall like wallpaper. Now, if you think that's insane, it's because actually, yeah, it is pretty insane. Um, It is 2.57 millimeters thick. Um, It comes in 65 and 77 inch sizes. Um, At 17 pounds, it's also pretty light too, again, for a 65 inch TV. Um, That's pretty unique. Uh, it sticks to your wall with magnets, um, and what's interesting is it's designed to be a picture-on-the-wall design. It actually has only one cable that comes out of the back of this display. That cable connects to a required sound bar that comes with it, and out of that sound bar is your HDMI port and all your other your power and all those other ports. Um, it's uh, it will be available to purchase uh, actually in February. Um, they have not said the price. You can bet it's going to be exorbitantly expensive. <laughs> um, uh, but pre-orders start on the. Uh, actually, they've already started. So if you guys want to go out and get one now, would be the uh, now would be the time. And you said that this was dumb. It it is dumb. Look, explain, explain yourself. I'm, I uh, first of all, I can never explain my opinions well, but I'm going to try. <laughs> I. I'm all for, like, displays. I actually think displays are an underrated area of technology. I think it's interesting. I love that they get thinner. 
I think that enables new form factors and new technologies, and we wouldn't have smartphones without innovations and displays and all this stuff. But this is a gimmick, and it's really impractical. Like, it's not a good idea. Like, in the future, when you can actually, it's, it's everything's wireless and, and wireless power, and you can just stick a piece of paper to your wall, like, you know, like a poster with thumbtacks, and it's your TV, um, then great, then I'm going to be on board. But this is just like a shiny thing for rich people to stare at and to brag to their friends that they have the super thin TV. Like, I just, I'm not, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, CES has burned me out in me being thrilled about things just getting stupider and thinner every year. And, and, you know, next year, stupider and thinner. No, and you know, next year they're going to have the, the one that's, you know, half a millimeter thinner and it's going to also stick to your wall and it's going to be pretty and shiny and it's going to have all the K's display. Yeah, but I mean, meanwhile, this one will like drop in price by 50%. Yeah, so it'll still be $8,000. I mean, it's... uh, How it... So, in five years, it's... Because I think about five years ago, we started to see 4K TVs at uh, CSS. Jesus. CES. CES. Well, but 4K... (laughs) To be fair, 4K is easier to reach as far as technology goes than it is to to get the form factor. But what I will say is that... I'm I'm just saying, if you were given the choice of something like this, wireless or not, super thin, or a regular TV for about about the same price. Or let's say that the thin one's a little bit more. It's like 10% more. You wouldn't get the thin one? But it's but it's impractical because you have to attach it with the magnets. And you have to... to I'm just saying, I would take a regular tv that's like pretty thin not that thin but still like pretty darn thin like the the super thin tv from two ces's ago is thin enough for me like i don't need it this thin like that's just unnecessary i don't know it's overkill what about so a, a tv this thin and light you could hang on a wall with just like the uh command strip things if you're living in an apartment you wouldn't have to but uh, and again, when, when, we, when we get to this TV is not that, though, that's what I'm saying. If, we, if there's a good reason like, oh, this TV, you can peel off and take anywhere and you can stick it to any surface. That's a cool buying proposition. I'm on board. Sell I'm me not it. even talking about peeling it off. I'm just it's so light that the mounting doesn't need to be super permanent. But most TVs you only put there once. I mean, how often are you going to move this thing? Anyone who lives in an apartment can't mount their TV in a wall. But you still have to mount magnets to stick it to. Yeah, with like just like the command strip tapes would probably be enough. I don't think that TV weighs I'm, more than fifty. I'm pounds. gonna send LG an email and I'm gonna ask them if I buy your super thin wallpaper TV for ten grand, can I stick it to my wall with command strips? I and mean, the art the article says it's seventeen pounds. Oh yeah, you could totally give, no give problem. it enough command strips. It does it does seem possible. Yeah. Definitely. I would like to see that. I, <laughs> well, I, we we can get right. one. We can do a don't panic science experiment and buy, and buy <laughs> one of these TV. Yeah, not it. Um, Me either. <laughs> yeah. All right. Dance taking the stupid thin TV challenge. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's I. Yeah, they have they have a picture hanging command strips that can do sixteen pounds. Here's so. what here's what I will say about the LG TV. Okay, have you guys ever seen? like an auto show when they do the concept cars yeah like they're cool and they're futuristic 
and you're like, wow, someday I might own one, but you really don't want to own one. You kind of just want a regular car. To me, that's what this TV is, where it's like, I get where you're going. It's kind of cool. I'm glad someone might own it someday. If I eventually own it 10 years from now, super. But right now, I'm just going to go buy a cheap Vizio and be fine with it because uh, yeah, TVs are pretty good. Anyone should spend $18,000 no. on this. No, but nobody. But even if you had $18,000 or even if no. this was only $1,000, I just don't. Oh, if it was only a thousand dollars, and and I was looking to upgrade a TV, I would. Well, you still have to buy the big soundbar, though. Did you see the size of that soundbar? Yes, because the TV won't work without it. Bummer. Yeah. Yeah, and it's chunky. It's cool, but it's you know again, this isn't again. That's what I'm saying. When it when it is just the piece of paper type TV that you can just stick on the wall, then I'm like, okay, I'm sold. It's not quite there, but it's a good, again, it's a good concept. It's a good, it's a good idea. Start. It's not a great product. That's my summary. But LG, if you want to send us a review unit, I'm happy to take a look. <laughs> I know they watch the show. TV's stupid. T- but. <laughs> but if you give me a free one, I'll say it's great. I am easily bought. Um, Oh, I forgot to mention, it does run WebOS. Um, and of course, LG and all the manufacturers released a bunch of new TVs. Quickly off the top of my head, we saw some TVs are going to come with um, Amazon Fire TV built in, in the same way now you can buy TVs with Roku built in. So some of like Westinghouse and Hisense and some of those low-end manufacturers are going to have that. Um, we saw a lot with HDR, which is the new um, format that goes on top of 4K that makes things look better. Um as well and of course 4k everything now speaking of displays colby you put a uh story in the rundown here about oh, the, yeah. the 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 tanvis uh you want to you you want to introduce this story mm. i mean it's, it's it? basically like <laughs> it's like sure. a touch it's like a touch screen that some uses some sort of like new form of haptic feedback that's like I don't know. It uses like electromagnetic pulses or something instead of vibrations like your cell phone does uh, to like make it feel like you feel textures on the screen, uh, which I thought was kind of neat. Um, the I feel like I've heard of that before in the past, but uh, it seems to be sort of like real uh, ish now. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I don't know what kind of textures you would want to feel necessarily, um, but you you could feel them. Or in the in the future, you might be able to feel them. Well, what I like, the example that they used at CES was partnering with uh, <coughs> Bonobos, uh, the, the clothing manufacturer, um, to let you feel pants on your touchscreen, which... Um, gets liked. Um, you know what, you know what <laughs> corduroys feel like. Um, if you weren't aware, but um, it, it is it is interesting. Apparently, they've been working. Uh, researchers at Northwestern University have been researching the technology for ten years, um, and they think they finally have mastered it. Um, as you just said, Colby, using haptic feedback um, to to generate the feeling of various textures on touchscreens themselves. Mm. You know, it's weird. Um, Northwestern University is neither particularly north nor particularly west in in, in relation to like oh the entire country. You just burned them, man! Oh my yeah. god, they didn't like, see that what coming. What were they thinking? You got on Colby's bad list. I just always assumed it was in Washington State or something. That that's w- a logical place. For, it would make too much sense. To I think that's the problem. I mean, yeah. Chicago's pretty north. 
Yeah, it's north-ish, but it's not like west. Well, it's, it's all relative. It is west. It's all relative, right? It's less north than Maine or Washington State is. Here, here's my de- here. Okay, never mind. We might be getting off track. No, <laughs> no, no, go. This is fun. I if want. If you drew like on for the latitude that Northwestern is at. They are as far north as you can go. Oh, that's not true because Wisconsin curves back around. They are almost as far north as you can go and not be in the Great Lakes. So I, I would to defend Northwest Northwestern. I would say that they're pretty they're pretty far north. All right, so fifty percent. <laughs> yeah, but that they west are not is bullshit. Particularly west. They're not even like halfway. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. All right. Well, Northwestern, you got some work to do. <laughs> We're on our naughty list. Uh, all right. Well, that's uh, some of the display stuff. Um, we can briefly touch on this. Uh, did you guys see this Razer laptop prototype? I saw just the picture of it, and I did not click on the article. Uh, well, it's interesting. Oh, yeah. We can talk about it very briefly. Razer built a prototype gaming laptop that doesn't just have one display. It has three displays that fold out of it. Um, it is called the Project Valerie. It has three 17-inch 4K displays. Um, and apparently it actually... 17-inch 4K displays? Three 17-inch 4K displays. Yes, exactly. Um, Shaking my head. The body, when folded up, mind you, in its kind of final transportable state is just one and a half inches thick and weighs 12 pounds. Now you're saying, Sean, that's that's as heavy as that super thin TV. Um, it also comes with a hand truck. <laughs> well, <laughs> but what's interesting to me is that actually, apparently that's actually pretty good for a gaming laptop, actually. Like you can get oh, a regular wow. gaming laptop that weighs, you know, they compared it to one that's um, 19 pounds. So it's actually, for a gaming <laughs> laptop, it's not insane, which was pretty oh, impressive. Whoa. Same with the thickness. It has it has like the trackpad on the right side of the keyboard. That's, I mean, that makes sense for a gaming laptop for sure. I mean, this thing like, uh, but I've never seen that. Before. If I had an unlimited budget and we did this show on the road for some reason, like I would buy this. Like, th- there's, you know, and they say it's not even necessarily for gaming, but they're saying things like, you know, design or or um, kind of like three D stuff. Again, I guess you'd have to be on the go. Um, engineers. I mean, if, if I could get the same laptop and and still have like two extra screens like i would take i would use it but you would it would be so much heavier yeah well that's that's what i'm saying i i want to maintain my like two pounds or whatever but still have you're, two you're, extra you're not going to trade in your super thin macbook for uh for this 12 pound three display uh gaming computer not tomorrow no someday <laughs> though. The next day, you left the yeah. door open i'm gonna hold you to that um razor <laughs> has uh, not said that they would even sell it. All they said is that it's merely a concept and they just want to show they're doing cool things. They actually showed a lot of concepts at their booth this year. And interestingly enough, uh, that three-display computer was actually stolen from their CES booth. Its whereabouts are still unknown. So you may never get to buy one because they don't have it anymore. They can't even sell it to you if they wanted to. pay a lot of money on eBay for one. They're, keep your eyes peeled. Soon for sale. Um... But anyway, um, let's talk a little bit about our our good buddy. Um, I'm hesitant to say her name in case anyone listens to us on speaker. You got uh, like A-L-E-X? Alyssa? 
Can we? Well, can we say Alex? I think so. Alex. As long as uh, you don't like fill. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. As long <laughs> as you don't put some buffer words in after you say Alex. You just got to change the emphasis. Alexa. Yeah. Okay, Alexa, Amazon Alexa, <laughs> um, made a big uh, appearance all over CES um, at this year's show, um, being embedded in just about everything. There's a great article uh, that The Verge put together that lists all the different things that uh, she will be built into. Um, of course, I mentioned the Fire TV software and the Westinghouse Element uh, TVs. Um, LG put her in refrigerator, which we may talk about if we've got time later. Um, they also put her into a hub speaker that is basically identical to the Echo. It's kind of that same tube shape. Um, the big difference being is that there is a, what is it, the Harman Kardon people that make the really high-end audio. They're doing a version of that. So if you're really into Alexa but don't think the Echo sounds good, that may be a great option from Lenovo. Um, Lenovo's doing a speaker. LG, uh, GE's building it into an LED light. Um, She's going to be in a charging dock, a dancing robot, alarm clocks, robots, cars. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, you'll be also to control Whirlpool washers, dryers, refrigerators, and ovens, dishes, hopper, DVR, Samsung's Roomba uh, version of their uh, vacuum robot, um, and all kinds of other um, devices will all either have her installed or be able to be controlled by her um, coming up this year. Um, specifically, I want to point out um, one of my sort of favorite things from the show, and that would be LG's super cute home robot assistant thing. Now, did you guys see this? The uh, the little white yeah. robot with the face that that's blinks and stares at you? Is there like a video of this somewhere? There is. Let me see if I can quickly find one. Um... Because the video, actually, I would, I saw someone posted on Instagram or something. I would recommend seeing the, uh, seeing the video. Because it, like, it makes faces. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel like the one picture that The Verge has is, is, leaves yeah. too much to the imagination. I'm surprised there aren't more, uh, videos of, uh, of this thing floating around. But anyway, um, if you can find one, good, because I recommend it. But anyway, it's got a little little eyes on it that blink and, and express when it talks to you, and I think it's awesome, and I kind of want Oh, shame on me. It really does all the same stuff your Echo does. It's, it is Alexa, so you can talk to it and turn things on with it and do all that. It's just got a, uh, a nice little display on it that not only has eyes, but also can display information back to you. As well, they also unveiled LG A human-sized one that they want to use in uh, more commercial applications that I can actually like drive around the room and talk to customers <laughs> and things like that. Which is also kind of cool. Interesting. So. so, I got my mom the Google Home for Christmas. Cool, okay. And so, while I was home, I played around with it a bit, and I am sold on this idea. I was extremely skeptical uh I think I've expressed it on the show the past year talking about Alexa and Google Home and all this stuff. And I'm like, why can't you just use your phone? But I did find that while I was home, I verbally interacted with the computer a hundred times more than I would if I just had my phone here like I do in New York. Uh, and I was excited about the stuff you could... I think, like, 
how many times I have this happen all the time where it's like a, a fleeting question pops into my head and I don't follow up on it, but it's so easy to ask like, who is this person? Uh, when is Game of Thrones coming back on TV? And, and I don't know about Alexa. Mm. I suspect it's worse at these sorts of things, but Google is really good at just like general information queries and it could integrate with the Nest and you know, control the heat. But that, that to me, that wasn't really the cool part. The cool part was, like, knowing your schedule, knowing where you are, and just being a search engine. So, in light of that, I'm pretty bullish on the Google Home. I think they'd be really good at it. I guess Amazon has the whole, like, you can buy things with it. But I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure I'd ever... I don't buy things on Amazon all that often. And when I do, it's usually, like, a big thing. I don't get many... I don't, I don't subscribe to anything. I don't get many, like, small recurring things or, or food or anything like that. So I'm now looking at it. I'm a bit surprised that, that Alexa is as popular as it is. Granted, I haven't used it. Uh, it had either... Colby, do you have one of these, or were you, you were thinking, and Sean, you don't have one. I, I do. I have my Echo. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, no, and you're, yeah. You're, you, you, you hit the nail on the head where the, the one thing I don't like about the Echo is that unless it's like a predetermined skill, she's not very good at just random questions. Today, I, 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 you know, I said, Alexa, how long do I marinate chicken for? And I'm like, that seems like a question she should be able to answer. I'm sorry. I don't know the answer. So I went to Chrome, asked verbally on my phone the same question google came right back you should marinate a chicken for in like two seconds that's google's biggest strength is that they have that database and i I swear to god they were smart enough to know when they made those cards in the google search they're like if we just give the answer we can do it by voice or by text search it doesn't matter but people will just get the answer to their questions and that's that's the one thing Mm -hmm. that bums me out and why i'm like if i had to choose today between an echo and a home I, that would be a tough one. I'd really have to think about it. Really, the only reason, and Dan, I think you're right. I think more people have Amazons for two reasons. One, it's been around longer, and had more people have heard of it. Um, and two, it's because people use Amazon every day, and it's just always advertised to them. And even if you don't buy things with Amazon, you just think, well, because I use Amazon and I have Prime, I should get the Echo. But I, but does I, Go- yeah. Does Google Home have an API? I would assume. I just don't know how open they are as of because it's so new but i'd be curious as far as i know i don't know what they don't work with that's my question because most of like you know like phillips and these guys i mean they're pretty open about who they work with so i yeah i it definitely worked with nest i definitely saw i'm pretty sure there was the phillips stuff was in there uh there are a bunch of other things that'll only get better too as time goes on it looks like there is an api Mm mm-hmm yeah, so I'd be pretty pro, pretty on board with that. Oh, so yeah. are, are we going to get you to buy one, Dan? Am I here? Uh, mm. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Okay. I would be. I would. I'll. I'll wait and see if Apple ever does anything, and then make a decision. Although I don't. I don't see them making a compelling offering. Uh. Because I haven't yet. Siri is pretty average. I was gonna like, say. When, well, I feel like when the Apple Watch came out, Siri, it, like, there were some big advances to Siri made around then, 
but there hasn't seemed to be any sense. Uh, and yeah, working using Google Home, I was like, oh, this is how seamless is supposed to feel. Yeah. I, I feel like the appeal of Echo right now is that you can get all the different devices, like the... Like they have the small ones and the the big one and the you can I mean put just one in every room. Right, right. And that's a, like actually feasible. Like you don't have to buy a two hundred fifty dollar thing to to put one in every room. It's like Yeah. Um and and more so now it seems if if all of this stuff is to be believed coming out of C- CES, but I don't know. I I'm not sure it's on my radar yet. Oh, I thought I thought Jill was the was your main holdup. <laughs> yeah, well, she was her, for for a while. I was I liked the idea, and then, like, I think some of some of my my friends from work have have an Alexa Alexas in oh, Alexi <laughs> Alexi. Yes, uh, I don't know. It's just not not super compelling to me. Like, yeah, so, I mean, I'm interested to, like, try out the Google one or, or like, see that in action and uh, see if it's neater. Again, I'm surprised that Alexa took off as much as it did because it's also hard to try. Like, I'd been around these things before, but it's it's you can't really go into a store and try it. Uh, it feels weird to like. I've never felt comfortable using someone else's like at their house. Like I think I did a couple like, hey, what time is it? What's the weather going to be with an Alexa? But that's not really the point. Well, uh, one one thing I will just know about Echo quickly, and then we'll, we'll we 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 got to talk about more places you can talk to stuff. Is that you know my my uncle Ed, who is like the least technological person i got him a roku for christmas once and he nearly like shit his pants he was so excited because he like had (laughs) he knows nothing of technology he's quite terrible at it good at many things not technology he got an echo for christmas he had it set up in five minutes without me and was already using it as if he had owned it for forever now i don't know if that's maybe that's an isolated case i don't know what that says about the echo but i thought i was going to get all kinds of calls to come over and set it up for him and hook everything up i go over pandora's playing on it he's asking (laughs) questions he'd had it for like an hour so say what you will i people do love their echoes um but the good news is i think the conversational interface is the big changer there like once it set up i don't know if the alexa's come like pre-configured with an amazon account like assuming all you have to do is plug it in there's not much to explain to people it's pretty easy and that's that's i think a big change we've seen in all the smart home stuff is that they've the biggest change that they've gotten easier to set up because even my phillips bulbs were pretty damn easy to set up um and i was surprised mm-hmm. at that because i expected that to be a nightmare so um i think a lot of that stuff they're, they're learning that they to get people to adopt it they got to make it pretty easy to to set up Mm. Um, even more places you'll be able to talk to stuff guys good news because not only is Alexa coming to uh, both Ford and Volkswagen automobiles but Cortana who you may know as Microsoft's voice assistant is coming to Nissan and BMW cars um, all of yeah. which next year. So uh, Nissan and Cortana. Nissan is working with Microsoft on their connected vehicle platform, which utilizes all kinds of stuff um, f- 
from Microsoft and you can talk to it to, to commands and you know it'll do stuff but it'll also connect um, assuming your vehicle has the technology with your Microsoft account to for all your different Microsoft stuff um, and like I said Ford and Volkswagen will include the Alexa technology um, it will integrate um, in two ways um, one is speaking to your existing echo in the short term and saying, Hey, you know, start my car and your car will start. But then down the road, they're actually going to have it. So when you're in your car, you say Alexa and it will, um, be able to take commands from within the car. Um, and those will be coming throughout the year. I think there's, I don't know how these APIs work. Maybe I shouldn't say this on, on public internet. I think there's a big opportunity to make a service that just generalizes the chat interface. And then you could just press a button and create your integration on all chat interfaces, whether it's text-based like Facebook or Alexa or Google Home or Cortana. Because I have to imagine they all kind of operate similarly. Like it detects you said some words and you kind of match those words to some intents and you can perform actions. So maybe this will finally be a situation where we don't really have vendor lock-in, except for like the first-party stuff. Amazon is never going to allow Google Home or Cortana to like direct order stuff from those devices. But for most of the useful stuff, maybe we'll actually have competition among the platforms. That'd be nice. What a world! <laughs> no, I think yeah, it's, it's like the internet's a thing. Yeah. Um, I think the car integration is a good idea, like mm-hmm. having an actual, actual useful voice assistant in the car, mm-hmm. like kind of, kind of, kind of nice instead of like, I don't know, like even Alexa, at least people figure out how to use it. Like, I think any, any voice control before that, that I've ever used is cryptic at Super best. Super bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm not ignoring you. Our uh, our Facebook stream crashed. So, Aww. yeah, something's something's going weird on Facebook's end. I just I I know I have the the bandwidth, but for some reason it just won't upload to them. So we're no longer live. Ooh. So say whatever you want, guys. I can edit it out, but I won't. So be careful what you say. Um. So yeah, I think it's you know I read an interesting article the other day that said um you know wh- why hasn't Alexa left the home yet? Um, and I think that's. That is an interesting point that they've done a really good job of using it in your home, but when are, and we've had this discussion on the show before, like when are we going to be comfortable using it out in public, in our cars, at a restaurant, on the sidewalk, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? Um, I think the car is the next logical place. I don't know if we ever will be. The car, I think the car makes a lot of sense, but people aren't even comfortable. How I very, very rarely when I'm on the subway do I see someone on the phone. And now, as of today, by the way, cell phone service in every subway station in New York. It's a long time coming. Wow. Uh, Just in the stations, (laughs) though? Yes, just in the stations. So people can be more annoying. Well, no, because I I think, and not that I was just noticing this today, but even, I go to an above-ground subway station now and have for the past couple of weeks. So I've, I haven't ever seen someone on the phone, like, talking on the phone at that subway station. And I think people are just, 
they're not as comfortable talking to devices at all anymore. Like back back in the day, like in two thousand five, you we walked down the street and there'd be tons of people talking to their family, doing business, all talking voice over their cell phone. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just, and I think people within homes are already like it's really natural to use Alexa because it feels like you're in like a safe space and a judgment free zone. Cars will be the same way. It's just you and you know someone you let in your car. I don't know if we'll ever be comfortable doing it outside, and I don't know that that's a an impediment to those devices. I don't think it is. You spend most of your time not outside. Most people, if you live in the suburbs, you're at home and you're in your car. If you're, yeah, even if you live in a city, you're at home or at work. At work is still a problem for these stupid open office plans. Uh, I've ranted about that before. Yes, that is true. Uh, yeah, Dan, I think you're exactly right, and I couldn't have said it any better myself. There you go. I think I I I really want to disagree with you, but I just I, damn it, I cannot. <laughs> um, I I think you're exactly right. But at least let, we'll we'll let them dominate the home and the car, and then we'll one small step at a time. And maybe the next generation, like. The, the kids growing up now, they they can't even use regular computers. Uh, they have to touch all the surfaces. So maybe the generation after that, they'll just be totally comfortable talking to the, whatever computers they have. Exactly. In public. I think you're right. It's hard. It's you know we would have laughed off touch ten years ago when they announced the iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. So ten years from now, who knows how we'll be interacting with computers? I'm optimistic. Maybe that Microsoft Dial. I think that's going to be the future, but. Everything you just Every, have a, gonna be like di- a million. We're gonna dials. go back to switches and dials. <laughs> That's one I, I watched a uh, Star Wars episode four last week, and that's one of the like interesting things is there are no touch screens in Star Wars. It's all like you got the switches and the buttons, and there's all these buttons you have to press to like like if you're gonna fire off the Death Star later. You gotta pull this lever you gotta press these buttons <laughs> well I, I feel like that still holds true in like real like machines of consequence right like uh, yeah not cars like non-consumer machines it's like i i'm sure like in whatever you know like submarines and stuff like there aren't that many touch Although, screens either. I, I will say on my on my flight on Saturday, the, the pilot came because we were on the tarmac for a while being de-iced and the pilot came over the speaker. He's like, yeah, the uh, the computer's telling me we're going to be able to shave about uh, 10 minutes once we're up in the air. And I'm like, who's flying this? You were the computer. <laughs> I felt a little uncomfortable for a minute there. I'm like, shouldn't you know that? You're a pilot. <laughs> like the, the computer says it's OK to take off. He kept saying the computer says I'm like, oh, God, this is. This isn't going to end well. Computer uh, knows best. The computer, appar- apparently, apparently, computer flies the plane. Pilot's only there for uh, I don't know eye candy. Who knows? Um, <laughs> it's just to make you feel better. It, it is. It's 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 kind of like the the guy who sits in the Uber self driving car. It's like he doesn't actually do anything, but he's there so you don't have a heart attack in, in the self driving car. I mean, we've been flying self flying planes for true. a long time. It's actually it's it's a hilariously easier problem. <laughs> Sean, what do you use your uh, Amazon Echo for besides like 
general queries that only sometimes work. Do you buy things? I guess you use it. Do you use it for your lights also? Do you have any other smart home devices? I use it for th- for four main things in this order: turning on my lights from most to least, <laughs> turning on my lights because switches are for suckers. Um, actually, and I I'll tell you a quick story in a second. Um, number two, playing music. Number three, setting timers. Number four. Uh, turning my TV on and off with my yeah, smart remote. Yeah, I forgot remote. about playing music. Playing music works that's, really well. That's definitely up there, and I do that all the time. Outside of those four things, I barely do anything else with it. It's it's ninety nine percent those four things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I but I was gonna say, speaking of smart balls, the downside of having a smart home. So I was gone for uh, three weeks. My apartment was empty, and um, thankfully nobody robbed me. But within the first couple days of me leaving, I there was a power outage, and the power came back on. It I don't think it was that long. I don't know exactly how long. But the way the smart bulbs work is because the wall switch, you know, is turned on, right? It's the bulb that turns itself. When the power goes off and it cycles, the lights just all turn on. Well, for three <laughs> weeks, every light in my apartment was on to 100% brightness. <laughs> I, I good. I, that must be why I didn't get robbed. Everyone thought I was home the whole time. I'm like, wow, real, <laughs> real energy efficient to me to have all the bulbs on. And I kept trying to check it like from Massachusetts, because I'm supposed to be able to turn them on and off from wherever, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. not very smart, but next time I'm going to turn all the actual switches off. Lesson, lesson learned. One thing I will say about the smart things is it's gotten way better at recovering when stuff like that happens. It used to be really bad, like any even the slightest internet disruption, uh, and you would have to like reconnect everything. It was terrible, but uh, we ended up losing power twice this weekend wow. during during wow. the snowstorm. Just for like for like five and then like ten minutes, it, it neither was a big deal. Um, but the it like got it, it it so it did the same thing where the where they they uh, when it came back they the lights were on uh, even though they hadn't been on before, um, but it did like reconnect to them on its own which i was i was pleased pleased about they're learning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um well we have a few minutes um before we got to get to pick so we do have a little more time if we want to talk about some of the htc vr stuff we also have a bunch of just kind of stupid crap for your home like smart trash cans smart uh shower heads smart fridges if you want to talk about any of those i don't know what do you think guys I want to talk about the smart trash can. I, of course you do, Dan. You're going to buy a couple of them. Uh, it is Simple Human, and there's really nothing simple about it. Their new trash cans are smart. How smart? Well, you can talk to it. I kid you not, you can say to the trash can, open can or open sesame, your choice. Um, and you can verbally instruct it to close or to stay open. Um, they also offer a motion sensor in case you're too lazy to talk. Um, it will be that version is out in March. A second version, uh, being planned for May, adds Wi-Fi and additional languages, so you can talk to it in multiple languages. Now I know what you're thinking, and I just saw it on Dan's face. Why does a trash can need Wi-Fi? Well, I'm happy to tell you, <laughs> this trash can will automatically order you more garbage bags when it tracks you're mm. out of them using Amazon's Dash replacement service. Now, and is that all it does with the Wi-Fi? As far as I can tell from this article. Yes. It's missing, oh my god, all you would need to do to get me to be on board with this product is to weigh how much trash I throw out. Oh, that would and be then an send e- me that'd your be report. such an easy one. 
I know. That's a no-brainer. Now, there was, at CES, a Kickstarter was there announcing a product that I also thought made sense for a trash can that they should integrate. And that is they included, and I know it sounds crazy, a barcode scanner. I saw this. And and I actually think it's a good idea where you when you throw something away, you scan it, and then they add it to your shopping list. So mm. you know you need it more because I never remember to do that. And I'm like, that's kind of smart. That would make sense. But no, Dan, sadly, you just get Wi-Fi. Now, let me ask you, gentlemen, how much would you pay for the privilege of having a... Uh, a, a trash can you can say open can and it will open how much would you pay for that i would pay 50 dollars for the novelty if it didn't weigh my trash i think that's reasonable i would pay a hundred dollars if it was alexa and and not and instead of just whatever this is okay i would pay close to like 150 if it measured my trash because that's an actual useful thing in my life wow well, Dan, I'll be happy to tell you that the uh, initial version, the voice-activated garbage can, will be available in two capacities, a smaller garbage-only version and a more expensive, larger one that has two, one for trash and recycling. The smaller will be $180, and the b- larger one will be $240. It, uh, it will be out in March. Wowie. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. That, that one's definitely dumb. I think the the weighing one is such a good idea. And then you can sell it to businesses, too, because businesses really care about how much trash they throw out. And then they could track it per, like, area. Mm. Dan, seriously, like, I'm not even kidding. You need to kickstart this. (laughs) Like, like it's literally an idea. If I saw on Kickstarter, I would be like... We could just start a regular company and sell this. <laughs> we could. Like that wouldn't be that hard Call to build. Oh, you know what you do? See, I've been That's watching. That's so 2008 of you. Give it the time. No, honestly, I've been watching Shark Tank. What we got to do is got to patent it and then license it to the trash can manufacturers. Then we just get royalty checks. See, I bet it's already patented. And yeah, all the good ideas are. Right. Trash can that way. That, that is literally like the sixth really good idea we've had on the show that we've just given away for free. <laughs> I, I, once again, very thankful nobody watches. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, we'd, be so, we'd be so upset. It's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best way I could think to put it. Um, that is it for our CES news. Uh, for this, if you would like more coverage, go to the internet and look up CES. Um, but that's what we're going to talk about. Now we're going to move on to picks. We got a couple of headphone picks and something to listen to. Um, I'll jump in and go first because I'm here at the top of the list. Um, and I am I think I'm quite the opposite of Dan's pick um, in many respects. Uh, my picks, uh, the title, which I pasted into the sheet because I loved it so much. Uh, I am picking the Audio-Technica ATH-ANC-7B Quiet Point Active Noise Canceling Closed Back Headphones Wired. Real quick, Sean. Yes. I clicked on this link, and Amazon told me that I bought this item on January 23rd, 2011. So I, have, I have owned these headphones, yes. Yeah, did you like them? Yes. Uh, keep going. Okay. I bought these headphones. They are uh, noise-canceling headphones. Now that I'm flying a bunch when I flew to Europe... Uh, uh, apparently, some people tell me they notice it, and other people don't. I like the window seat, but I hear a lot of that heavy, heavy white noise, and it gives me a headache. And some people told me it doesn't bother them. It bothers me. And so mm. I finally was like, I got to buy noise-canceling headphones, but I'm not going to spend $500 on Bose headphones because I'm not made of money. Wirecutter picked these as their cheap pick. Um, so, of course, I w- went and bought them. Actually, I had them Prime Now'd um, for that day I was here between my flights. 
It was great. Nice. Actually, that was the, the the one good use for Prime now. Like when you actually need it now, it it worked. Um, and they had them in stock, and they brought them over, and they actually work really well. I'm sure the bows work better, but for what you're paying for these, uh, currently eighty nine bucks, um, they actually sound pretty good. And on the flight, when I was coming home from Boston, I was actually live on the uh, on the Directv on the plane watching the playoff the football playoffs, and it sounded great, and I didn't even feel like I was on a plane. So they're comfortable. They noise cancel pretty well. I was pretty satisfied for the price. I don't think you can go wrong, uh, the Audio-Technica noise-canceling headphones. You can look on the wire cutter for the full list, and the link will be on our website. Dan, whatever happened to yours? They broke. (gasps) No! Yeah, like, uh... It lasted three or four years. Wow. But then, then the... I think yeah, the the noise canceling part just stopped working. Even if I put a battery in it, like I flipped the switch and nothing happened. Mm. So that's well, sort of That's the still point. a pretty good run. Yeah, yeah. They don't make them like they used to. I also then then when I found out they were broken, Prime nowed my replacement. Also, yeah, noise canceling headphones. So I have also we've had the exact same experience, Sean. Well, hopefully mine doesn't end like yours does with a with a broken yes, pair of headphones. <laughs> um, but so far, so good. Dan? Yeah. I finally got my AirPods. You're crazy. I ordered them God knows how long ago, and they arrived last week. And they are everything I wanted them to be. They're this magical? Is another thing that, yeah, this is another thing we predicted on this show, or a good idea we had that we told Apple to do, and they, they did do it. Um, so you open them up, you hold them next to your phone, and then your phone's like, yo, do you want to use these AirPods? You say yes, and then it's connected to your phone, it's connected to my laptop, it's connected to my iPad, it's connected to my laptop at work. Uh, and switching between them is really seamless. It takes like five seconds between when you select them on a new device and when the sound transfers, but that's fine. Uh, putting them in, when you put them in, it plays a sound once they're in your ears, so you know that it's connected, and that's all you have to do to turn them on, is just to put them in your ears. Taking one out to pause works, like, pretty quickly. Uh, the tapping thing is garbage. I've never been able to... I've gotten, <laughs> like, the tap for Siri thing to work, like, two times. Uh, that's not worth it. But everything else about it is great. I walk around my entire apartment uh, listening to the uh to my ipad which was not go- moving with me and it worked fine so i was able to go through like two walls through its range uh i can now put on my messenger bag with my headphones on without having to take my headphones off that was a, a big quality of life improvement oh my god yeah i i always like get my headphones like tangled up in my coat or like something or my backpack straps oh my god yeah, they, they, they stay into my ears pretty well, and the carrying case thing is really cool. Uh, so it just has a little light, and you can check in, like, the, whatever they call it, the notification center thing, uh, what the battery is, like, the, and the battery widget there. Mm. But uh, I noticed this weekend that, and so I use them Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and a lot of times Sunday, because I was doing a lot of house stuff. Uh, and then when I went to plug, put the headphones back in the case on Sunday, the light, you pop open the headphones case, there's a little light, and it was orange. And I looked it up, and that means that there's less than one full charge of headphones left in the battery case, mm. which is exactly what I want to know <laughs> at any time. 
is is this the last time it will charge my headphones? <laughs> so I plugged it back in. Yeah, so I expect that I could go all week without charging these. Uh, it's great. Nice. Exactly what I wanted. So let me ask then, did you use your old wired Apple headphones and, and or did you like them before buying these? I just, I'm curious how they compare. Yeah, they're, I use them because uh, it was convenient to plug in the lightning uh, thing instead of using the dongle. Uh, but I've used them in the past and for commuting and just like, you know, walking around the house or walking to the grocery store, like doing stuff like that. I think they're fine. I've owned better headphones and I do always eventually use them within two years. So I don't think that really good small headphones are worth the money. They don't sound nearly as good as like these headphones. Sure. Uh, but I think that I don't know if these are actually better. I think that Apple these this generation of Apple headphones are you know good. They're good. Okay. No, I was just and uh, and I think I, I don't remember if I was talking to Colby about this or someone, but oftentimes when I'm commuting, I don't want isolation. I don't want to not hear what's going on around me. I think mm-hmm. you brought this up with your bone conducting headphones. So. Any headphone that would be significantly better than this would have isolation. So it's like the the convenience is totally worth it because I like I'm not going to be able to do much better and be able to hear what's going on around me, anyways. One other question: Have you used the mic on them yet for like a call? No, I thought about doing it for the show, but I honestly that would have been bold. <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I haven't. Or have you connected them to any non-Apple devices over Bluetooth? No, I don't own any non-Apple well, devices that, <laughs> that have Bluetooth. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. That would be a problem. Uh, all right. No, I was just, no, I was just curious. All of, like, my computers and my mobile devices are all Apple. Yeah, I have not. Okay. Fair enough. No, just good. All right. I have some spare Christmas money, and I've been looking to burn. Actually, oh, by the way, Colby. So Colby at the at New Year's party, I was telling you, Colby, that my Pebble has has been a disaster, and it would not connect. Mm-hmm. Wasn't getting notifications. I was getting pissed off. It was a piece of shit, and I was like this close to getting an Apple Watch, like mm-hmm. really close. And so today, uh, to both of you, but to Colby, I was um, I, I was gonna I was gonna try one more time to connect it. Turns out my watch has been in airplane mode, and that's why it wouldn't connect. <laughs> I felt like such a I moron. I'm like, well, it would. It turns out if you turn the Bluetooth off, it doesn't connect, <laughs> and that works great. It works fine, so I don't need a new watch. So, I was I was really annoyed at myself for doing that. Nice. One way to save money. But well, there, there you go. Well, now I'm gonna go buy some AirPods. Um, <laughs> good. All right, and now we need something to listen to. Yeah, that's Colby, exactly what, you got what for I was us. gonna say. Uh, so my pick's a, a podcast. Uh, it's called Crime Town, and as we established at the beginning of the show, I'm from Rhode Island, um, and so I think their plan for the show going forward is that each season will be like about like organized crime in some city. But the first the first season is about organized crime in Rhode Island, and specifically, it's about uh, Mayor Buddy Cianci, who is kind of like a local to regional celebrity. 
in Rhode Island and he like was the mayor of Providence and then he went to jail and he got out of jail and then he got elected mayor of Providence again. Uh, and then he went to jail again. Um, and so, so it's all about like him and his involvement with like the mob in Providence, like Providence. I mean, it still probably is to some extent, but, uh, it used to be like a big, like mob city, like, uh, with, with the Italian mob. Like, so, so next to, next to New York, Providence was like, you know, this, the second stop for the Italian mob on the East coast. Um, and it's, it's really interesting because it's all it's all this stuff. I mean, it's personally interesting for me because I grew up there. And so, like, I knew who Buddy Cianti was and, like, I knew, knew he was he had to had done a lot of questionable things and he went to jail and stuff. Um, but I didn't know, like, what or any of the stories. So it's, it's, it's really fascinating. They started with, like, his, like, rise into into the mayorship and all the crazy stuff that's happened. Um I'm pretty sure it's not done yet. There's there are six episodes. I, I assume it's, they're going for like ten or something. Um, but I don't know if you're if you're looking for something else to to listen to. I thought thought it was pretty funny. Um, if you're if you're interested in Rhode Island stuff, it's 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 slightly more hilarious just just because. I, I think we're all interested in Rhode Island stuff. So. <laughs> I, I listened to the first episode of this and it's really good. But does Lincoln Chafee show up in it at all, Colby? Oh, I don't know. I mean, we haven't gotten to. I, I feel like they haven't even gotten to the '90s yet. So um, there, there's certainly time for Lincoln Chafee. <laughs> Dan, Dan, let me pitch you an idea, okay? Lincoln Chafee, mob crime boss. <laughs> I mean, the guy seems like a mobster, doesn't he? Just one look and you say that man is in the mob. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, good. Well, guys, that that takes us to the end here. Our, our our conclusion, our finale, our period on the end of this sentence. Anything else before we uh, say good night? Hmm. I don't think so. Feels good to be back, and hopefully, like all of us, will will continue to be healthy and functional for this new year. Yeah, twenty seventeen. I I think. I'm going to say right now we're going to go for a perfect streak this year and not miss a week all year long. Oof. I know. I'm setting wow. us up for failure. I already blew that. Let's, let's see. Dan, Dan's already like, I can't do next week, Sean. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. We missed last week's show. That was January 2nd. Uh, but that was a holiday. It's an observed holiday. Okay. okay so okay. I think that, no. I'm just Give gonna, us a pass. But so far we're one for one. So 100%. That's a pretty good record. Um. But the good news is I'm pretty sure we'll be back next week um, with even more tech news, non-CES related, uh, here on the program. As I mentioned, when Facebook works, we do it live Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. Uh, but the best way to find out when we do that is, of course, to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash show and also on Twitter at don'tpanicshow because uh, we post and tweet both when we go live. Of course, not everyone, people are busy Monday nights. They're out doing... Uh, their taxes. I don't know what you do Monday nights, but uh, if you're not doing, uh, if you are busy, you can join us anytime at our website, don'tpanic.io. There are all the episodes, past, present, and future, audio and video, and of course, all the links to all the pics from all the episodes are there. Um, and of course, you can subscribe. It's the best way to get the episodes when they're published on, on basically anywhere you can get a podcast these days. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, um, uh, really most major podcast apps. Of course, the video's on YouTube at youtube.com slash don'tpanicshow. Uh, the HD, it looks great, nice and crisp. You can see Dan's Closet. Um, it's a good time, so uh, you can check that out there. 
um, as well. As I said, we'll be back next Monday with more tech news, uh, but we got to end it here. So on behalf of Colby Nan, this is Sean. Thanking all of you so much for joining us. I hope we'll see you next time for even more great talk here on Don't Panic. <laughs>